All right, Chavre, here we go. Today's daf is daf kuf test, page 109. And the Heligam Mesechus Babakam Baraka Geisel Eitzim. And we pick up on the third line on daf kuf test. We are starting the Gemara. Now, the Mishnah on the bottom of Kuf Ches Amad Beis on 108b taught us that if a son steals from a father and then the father passes away, so then this son has to return the money to the estate for the other inheritors to split. Okay? Now, Omar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, Afilu la'arniki shal tzedakah. Let's say there are no other inheritors, but for him. So you stole from your father's estate, and you got to pay back the estate, but you're the only inheritor. So do you just keep it? Listen to this. Says Rabbi Yosef, no. If there's other inheritors, they get everything. And guess what? If there's no inheritors at all, you have to give it to the local pushka. You have to give it to the local tzedakah fund. And when you give the money, you have to give it to them and say, this, when I give it to tzedakah, I say, I'm giving this because of payment that I took for uh, from my father. Okay, now interestingly, it doesn't seem like you have to make that statement if there's other inheritors and you're giving it to them. But when you give it to tzedakah, you have to say that. Now it says the Gemara, Amai. Let's understand something. Let's say Yaakov has 12 children. Sounds familiar? Yeah, he's got 12 tribes. Benjamin took the money. Yaakov dies. Benjamin has to give it back for all the other brothers to split. Doesn't he also partially own that money? Why do we say he has to give it back to the estate for everyone else to split? He, he should be a partial owner here too. Let him keep a 12th if there's 12 children. Says the Gemara, Amai, why do you got to give it all back? Nimchalei l'nafshei, let him forgive it. For, uh, uh, let him forgive it on his own. Let there be a mechila, and and hold on to it. Me like time that we learned in the Mishnah, Machalal l'karvle, Machalal l'chaimish, that you could be Michael on the principal amount, but not the additional fifth of the of the false shvua alma bar mechilu. You see from over here that when somebody steals something, it could still be forgiven. So let him. As a part owner over here, uh, forgive the theft. about between whether or not you could be Michael Aganov, whether you could uh, forgive Aganov. Now, what does this mean, the Tanya? Because we learned in a brisa. If the person has no gaya, let's say he has no inheritors. To give the carbon asham to. Alright. Now this is where somebody was stolen from and he dies and there's nobody to give the money back to. So you um, any sort of uh, payment you're gonna give to to uh Hakadosh Baruch The Khishadam is there such a thing as a Jew who doesn't have any relatives? For those just coming on, we're on Daf Kuftas, page one oh nine, and we're about ten lines from the top of the Yomad. We started three lines top of the Yomad. You know who's Jewish and has no relatives, brothers, parents, cousins, children, somebody who converts to Judaism, doesn't halachically have those as relatives. Somebody steals from a convert and swears falsely. 
Now the ger dies. So this guy is going to bring the the uh, money plus the carbon asham, the sacrifice for swearing false Yerushalayim. And let's say on his way to Yerushalayim, guess what happens? He meets that ger. Now the problem was he thought the ger was dead. And the. Uh, the uh, convert says to him like this. He's like, all right, buddy. He says, uh, listen, you stole from me. You're going to have to pay me back, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you don't have the money to pay me back right now, I'll give you some more time. Is that, now, this is interesting because when you steal, you got to pay back immediately. So what happens when the convert, it's a nice guy, as a victim, he says, hey, dude, uh, you got to pay me back. I'm still here. I'm alive and kicking. But instead of giving it back to me today, I'll give you three months. What happens is that theft is converted into a loan. It's considered as if the convert just gave you a three-month loan. So now... Even though he stole yeah, Exactly, exactly. Because the robber has to pay back now. He meets the convert on the way to Yerushalayim and the convert says, don't give it back to me today, it's okay. I'll give you three months to pay it back. So now what he's doing is he's, he's he has full rights to the, to the money back immediately. Since he's giving the robber three months, what's happening here is he's telling the robber it's a loan. You can hold on to the money. I'll let you hold on to it for three months. All right, now listen to this. Umes, and then the convert died during the three months. So, so the convert has no inheritors. What happens if you borrow money from a convert and he dies? It's hefker. First come, first serve, including the borrower. So the borrower could just hold on to his money and say, I got it. So this robber can now just hold on to the money because he's now no longer has the status of a robber because he has the status of a borrower from the fact that the convert gave him an extension. He's now a borrower now that the convert died. So the borrower now is the first guy to get his hands on the money. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi But says Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, No, no such thing. It's not yours. It's not yours. And when somebody says that you can hold on to it for three months, what's happening here is it's not converted into a loan. Hence, you need to make payment, but the convert does have a right to be it. He could forgive it. So you see from over here that when somebody's stolen from, you have the right to just knock the whole thing off and forgive it. Now, according to Rabbi there's no difference whether or not you're you're um, being Michael for yourself or for others. You could be, you could uh, be Michael uh, a, a theft, and in, in the case such as ours in our Mishnah, you could be Michael. Well, uh, um, um, yeah, you could be Michael, and therefore the guy no longer has to return it. There's no difference whether it's somebody else or for himself. He is not able to forgive it, meaning. If you steal something, you remain responsible to pay it back. You got it. Whatever you took, 
get it out of your possession. And if the guy's dead, you still need to get it out of your possession. So what do you do? Give it to local tzedakah fund. But you don't take something. A Jew does not take money into possession and then hold on to it. No such thing. Okay. So basically what the Gemara is responding to our question here is, whether or not you could be Michael, could you, could you forgive? It depends whether you're passing like Rabbi Akiva or Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi, who I didn't, I feel a lot of says, Gemara, you should know, even according to Rabbi Yaisi Aglili, uh, the same Allah would hold true even when the the uh, Ger, the convert, when you met him, didn't turn it into a loan. And the reason why we mentioned that it became, uh, that it changed from a theft to a loan. Just to tell, tell you the strength of Rabbi Akiva's Chumrah, even if the convert himself says, you know what, hold on to it as a loan. Incredible Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, it doesn't matter. You stole something. You give it back. To who? Doesn't matter. Get it out of your possession, buddy. If the guy you stole it from is here, give it back to him. If he has inheritors, give it back to them. If there ain't nobody to inherit, you give it to Tzedakah. A Jew does not hold on to something that they took through theft. Get it out of your possession. It doesn't matter. Your status doesn't change even if the convert is Michael, even if the convert forgives according to Rabbi Akiva. Maskler of Shezer, Shezer has a challenging question. If this understanding of Rabbi Akiva is true... According to Rabbi Yisaki, the, the Mishnah could have given us a case, not only, excuse me, not only where um, somebody else is Michalit, but even you yourself are Michalit. Listen, if I can forgive a robber for stealing from me, how much more so can you forgive it, uh, can you forgive a robbery for somebody else? Okay? So, if a victim of a robbery could forgive the robber, so then, even in a case where the robber himself could forgive himself. Now, that didn't make sense, right? A few of you, what? What does that mean? Look at the case of our Mishnah. What was the case of our Mishnah? The guy stole from his dad, his dad died, and now he's really part of the inheritance, Right? So you took from something that you have a chalak in. You took for something. You stole from something that you're a part owner in. Right. So says the Gemara. If this understanding of Rebbeisi Aglili is true, then we should have just given a case where the robber's forgiving himself. That's a bigger what? That's a bigger what? A robber forgiving himself? That's wild. And explain what that means. And that would be a bigger chiddush than than where, where a, another ganav is forgiving. In other words, the Gemara is asking that if you're going to tell me a novel idea, go for the jugular. Go for the biggest Kiddush. And since we don't do that, maybe maybe we're incorrect in our understanding. And the Rabbi Akiva, According to Rabbi Akiva, the Mishnah should tell us that you can't forgive somebody else's uh, theft. But for if you can't, and if you can't do that, you can't do that for yourself either. But we don't give that case. So that's Rav Sheshesh's challenge. That if our understanding of Achleikas is true, then the Mishnah is not telling us the most novel idea. 
and he could have chosen a, a more mechudish dika case, a more novel case. Allah Rashesh rather Rashesh explains how about Rabbi Both Mishnayos are going in the pit of Rabbi He comes Rabbi the Matzi Machu. Where Rabbi say you could forgive uh, a robbery. Somebody steals from me, I could forgive him. That's Lacherim. I could forgive you. But for himself, it's not possible to forgive. Okay. Um, meaning if uh, the robber actually died, and I'm sorry, the the victim actually died, and the robber now has nobody to give it back to, and he has rights to that money. So over here, So why does basically say that when a ger dies, again, what was the case? You stole from a convert. And you think he's dead. So you start walking to your slime and you realize he's alive. And he's like, yeah, you don't need to pay me back now. Hold on to it for three months. Why is it that if he dies then, Rabbi Sagili says you could hold on to it because you're the first one to be in your possession. Because the convert, the victim, explicitly changed it into a loan. Now that it's changed it to a loan, says Rabbi Sagili, it no longer has has uh, halachas of robbery. We're not dealing with robbery anymore. Now we're dealing with loans. We're dealing with loans. That's a whole separate category. Nothing to do with forgiving robbery. And again, what were we trying to have our whole sugi about? What's our whole topic about? Whether or not one could forgive a robbery. Rav Amarava says, Really, I'll tell you, both Mishnayis don't need to be following the pin of Rabbi Akiva. They can be following the pin of Rabbi Akiva. Kiyama Rabbi Akiva, Lai and when did Rabbi Akiva say when you steal something, you got to get it out of your domain. Get it out. There's no such thing as forgiveness. When is that true? Lenafshei, if he's trying to forgive himself. Rabbi Akiva may hold that for somebody else, there is such a thing as mechila. In other words, let's say somebody does steal from me. Somebody, uh, Yankul does steal from me. And Yankul's uh, under a, a tough, he's in a tough spot. And for whatever reason, I hear about him, I go over and I'm like, Yankee, you know, you did something wrong, but I want to tell you, I'm Mamish Michael, you, I get what you, you know, I feel you as a tough spot, Rebbe Kiva, maybe in such a matzah, in such a situation, will say that uh, Yankel doesn't have a responsibility to remove it from his domain. Top of Kufta Summit Base, top of 109B, says the Gemara, Machlalder, basically, I feel that I've shown Nami Motsi Machel. According to this approach, it seems that basically this is of the opinion you could forgive any sort of robbery. And therefore, when it comes to Gezel Agar, when somebody steals from a convert and the convert dies, the Torah had said, you give it to Kahanim, Hechi Meshkachasla, or you can go to the base Hamikdash and you give it to the Kayan. What's the case where you give it to a Kayan? I don't understand. If I steal from a convert and he dies, according to Beis Aglili, What's going to happen? I own it. I can forgive myself. Yeah, that's right. And, and because nobody else owns it here. So just hold on to this. So why does the Torah say that if you steal from somebody who has no relatives, you bring it to the base of Mikdash? And that was even the case of our story. What was the story we made up? A guy steal from is a convert and here the convert dies. So he's going to Yerushalayim to pay it back like it says in the Torah. And guess what? It turns out the convert was alive. And he meets you, and he's a nice guy. Says Gemara, one second. According to basically, whenever the convert dies, you hold on to it. Why did this story even start? Why did the guy start walking to your Shalayim? As soon as the convert died, you acquired it. Wow. Says the Gemara. Here's what happened. You, you stole from a convert. 
And the convert comes running away like, hey, dude, dude, you stole my stuff. And I say, no, no, no. He says, convert says, swear to me. I'm like, okay, amen, I'll swear to you. And I swore falsely. Ooh. Now guess what happens? Umesager, the convert died. And after the convert died, the robber felt terrible. And he admitted that he lied. So now you have the principal payment, plus you got to pay the added fifth and the usham for the false oath. At the time that he admitted, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes it, and in such a case, gives it to Kahanim. But in the other cases where he didn't swear falsely, and the convert dies, then Enechanami, according to Rebbe Aglili, you would be permitted to keep it. Boya Ravina, Ravina asked a question searching for information. Gezel Hagiyiris Mahu. What if you steal from a woman convert? Okay. By a man convert, the Torah says, you got to bring it to the Kahanim, to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, it says in the Pesach that we quoted earlier on Omar Aleph, Right? It said in the pause we quoted earlier, it says, Vim ein le'ish goyal. If the man has no relatives, then you bring it to the Kayan. So ask the Gemara, Ish Rahman of Laisha. It doesn't mean only when you steal from a man convert. Do you got to bring it to the base on Mikdash? Aidomo or Khidikrahu, or maybe it's just using the Torah style of man, but it really means human. Any person. Right? Uh, right? They say uh, an incorrect statement of man's best friend. No, Reb David, who's man's best friend? I don't want to mention it. Right, but what does the world say? The dog. Why don't they say a woman's best friend? That's so, a good question. Right, but they mean the same thing, right? Right. Right, they mean, they mean a human. Now, the reason why it's a big mistake is because what's man's best friend? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right. Reb our best friend. That's, that's who man's best friend is. <laughs> but... Um, but but that's what they say, right? But they just because they say man's best friends refers to they're referring to women too. So that's the shail over here. When we say that when the man has no relatives, you bring it to the kain. Is it only if you steal from a man convert? What happens if you steal from a female convert? What would that Allah be? Ravina says to Ravina Toshbach, come and listen. The time learned to the Brisa ish. You stole from somebody who has no relatives. And the Aliyah only know when you steal from a man. What about a woman? When it says that this which is given back, it's referring to two returnings. Two returnings are given to the Kayim. Now, what is two returnings? If you steal from a man or a woman, that's the two. I said, why'd you say man? You could have said a human, a nefesh, a soul. It's just telling me that by a man, you need to look after and make sure that there's actually no relatives. But let's say you steal from somebody who was young and died. So there you don't have to uh, investigate whether or not this child had uh, children because the child is too young. Uh, the child is too young to have children. Okay. Tanra, one of the rabbis learned, so should we eat? Lashem la koyen, kanayashem unasan la koyen, sheba oisai mishmar. When you go to the base of Mikdash, you're going to give it to a koyen. Which koyen? Whichever koyen had duty that week. 
any kain on duty, whoever was part of of the mishmar for that week. So maybe, let's say I have a favorite kain. Okay, let's say I have a favorite kain. It says the ram of the of Yom Kippur that's going to give a kapari. The kain should It's referring to the kain who's on duty that week, and therefore the halacha is if you stole from a convert and the convert dies, the Torah obligates you to bring it to a kain in the base of Mikdash and make restitution to that kain. Which one? You can't walk over to your favorite kain in shul. You have to go to the Beis HaMikdash and any Kayan on duty, if it's their week, they have rights to collect the restitution payments. Tana Rabbanu, the rabbis learned, and that's why they are rabbis. If somebody stole um, and the person who stole was a Kayan. So what if a Kayan himself stole? Okay. And guess what? He's the one on duty. Ah, give out. See, so you have a Kayan who steals from a convert. The convert dies. He's going to have to bring it to the Kayan who works the base of Mikdash. And guess what? He says, that's me. I'm is my week. See, this is a good week to admit. <laughs> right? Maybe he could say, oh, I have right. if somebody else were to do it, I have rights. I keep this too. Says the Torah, no. No. But why not? Let's listen to this. Says the word, you should know, Vidinhu, logically we should say, if he'd be working in the base of Mikdash and somebody else were to bring it, would he get it? Yeah. So I would say logic would dictate, and if he already has it, how much more so should he be allowed to hold on to it? Rav Nosan he would give this logic, agreeing to the logic, but saying it over in a different way. Which is just like a person who's part of this mishmar, he never had a part of it till it's brought. He gets it. Once he gets it, he can't take it away. Something he had a portion in, until before it was brought to the base of Megdash, he already had in his possession. How much more so should he get it? Nobody could take it away. But that's a mistake. It's not true. You should know that if a kain steals from a convert and the convert dies, and the kain has to return it, the halacha is the halacha is that he's he's got he's not allowed to hold on to it. Says the Gemara, it's not a good logic because um, since if he had no possession of it beforehand, no other kaihanim could take it. So you can't say the same thing when it has to do with uh, in in our case where the kaihan stole it, where he has. A prior ownership of it because this is a whole new case. No, it says the Gemara. You know, in all the other cases, we said it came from the outside to the Kahanim. That's where he would get a part of it when it came from the outside. But when it coming from inside to the Kahanim, maybe it has to completely leave his domain. And it's not completely leaving his domain. So maybe he gets nothing. It should only go to the other Kahanim. And that's the only way it's considered out of your domain. So you could use a, a different logic 
to say that he gets nothing. But it says a person can hold on to his own holiness, and and therefore, and this, by the way, is referring to if a kayan uh, swears falsely, he has to bring a karbanashim. Part of the karbanashim is eaten by a kayan. So if you have a kayan who swears falsely and he brings the karbanashim, he's allowed to be the one to get part of the ashim. You could do that. He says, Gemara, maybe we're doing with a kayan who's tame and wasn't able to bring his own his own uh, carbon. If we're done with a kind who's tame, why are we calling this something that he has a chalik in? He's tame. He doesn't have a, por- a portion in the carbon. Does he have a portion? That can't be the case. You're right. That cannot be the case of the kind who's tame because then he won't get a portion of the asham. He's got to be pure. We're dealing with a pure kayan. Okay. Well, if he's a pure kayan, so. Now, if he brings an asham, he should get a part of it. So, too, we should say that when he steals and the, from a convert and the convert dies, he should get part of it, too. He should be allowed to hold on to it. We learn a kayan kayan from Steyachuza that the kayan himself is not allowed to keep. Uh, uh, property that's already in uh, that's already in his possession. Okay. Um, now, what is this halacha of a steyachuza? What is this halacha of a field of inheritance? What are we referring to over here? So, Gemara is going to explain the Tanya we learned in our brisa. Achuzasai. It says if somebody has a field of heritage. What does that mean? What does it mean? What's it coming to teach me that if a person makes holy a, a field of heritage? How do I know if you have a field that is meant to go to the Kahanim by Yaival? Yaival time, and one of the Kahanim redeem it prior to to Yoival. Okay, now what, what happened? What happened is like this. Somebody yeah. makes their land hectish. And uh, it's a steyachuza. It's a land of heritage. Somebody makes it, somebody says it, it belongs to hectish. The gizber, the treasure of the Beis HaMikdash then sells it. Because the Beis HaMikdash at that point didn't need real estate. The Beis HaMikdash needed funds. Uh-huh. The halacha is at Yoival, See, when you made your field of ancestry hectish, you don't get it back at Yavim. You don't get it back at Yavim. It stays hectish. The new original owner now is the Beis HaMikdash. So if the treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash sells it, at Yavim, where's the land going to go? Back to the Beis HaMikdash, which means it's going to be given to Kahanim. Interesting. The Kahanim are going to get it at Yavim. So listen to this. What happens if a Kayan goes ahead of time and redeems the field? Redeems the field. How do we know you don't say, since the field's going to go anyway to the Ghana Yaival, but it's already in my possession, they shall let me just hold on to it. The Dinu, and logically this makes sense. If it never was in my domain and I have rights to it, certainly when it's on my own. I should be allowed to keep it. I already have my possession. 
which means it has to be his own that's where you get it but this is not considered your field of ancestry that's not considered your field of ancestry you bought it off of someone who bought it from the treasury of the Beis HaMikdash okay Tzad so what do we do Taka in such a case at Yoivo, we take it out of his hands and it's divided by it's divided by all of the other Kaihanim. Mamish, incredible. Okay, we're gonna hold it here for today. We're at the two dots, and we're gonna pick up Ezem tomorrow evening from Tonarabon on five lines to the bottom of Kuftas on the base. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Khaver.